0: Hello, welcome to this episode of the podcast. I am Wayne Bettis, your host, and today I'm going to be talking about seven steps that you should do before launching any business. That said, this isn't just focused at people that are just starting out. There will be some bits in here that maybe you haven't revisited recently, or maybe never even done, and you're in business at the moment. So. Uh, The first one is commonly missed, and it's a bit of market research. So market research is, is there a demand for the business? So for most of you guys, you're in a trades business. So generally, there is always a demand. But you should still have some idea on the market. So if you live in a town, and that's where you want to work, you want to do some research into that town to know the areas that most homeowners live in, Um, for obviously if you're going to be spending money on advertising you you want that going to the homeowners that you want to attract Um, with more broader businesses market research is very important to make sure that there is a demand or, or if there isn't a demand can you create a demand around whatever it is that you're trying to create the second step is sort of how you actually want that business structured so Are you going to set up as a sole trader? Are you going to set up as a partnership with somebody else? Are you going to be setting up as a limited company? So they're the three most common structures in the UK. There are a few others, but for for most small businesses, that is the three choices that you generally will have. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, My personal preference is always a limited company. Uh, There's a few tax benefits with going for a limited company uh, and a few protection um, issues that that keep you and the business totally separate. So for me personally, I would always set up any business as a limited company. But your best, best to do is have a quick chat with an accountant, um, they'll soon advise on which way is best for you. But you, d- you do want to explore all of the options because depending on what you're trying to achieve, it, it may suit one rather than the other. The third step is creating a business plan. So for many, many of the people that I speak to, the idea of creating a plan just scares the shit out of them. Um, And when I first started, I won't lie, I didn't have a plan. I I just sort of thought I'd stick some stickers on the van, throw some business cards out and see, see where it went. What I've learned over the years is that the plan, if you're looking for investment and you're looking to be a national sort of global company, then yes, of course, a detailed plan with SWOT analysis and predictions and forecasting and financing and all of that needs to be in it. But for a small business, the plans can change. So for a small business, you only need an A4 bit of paper. You can create a very quick roadmap of what it is that you want to achieve and at least then you've got some sort of blueprint. You wouldn't you wouldn't start building a house without any idea what rooms are going where, where you're building, are you allowed to build, etc etc. So creating for even if it is just a very, very simple plan, it at least it gives you some direction on what it is that you're going to achieve. The fourth step is going to be choosing choosing your company name. It's a lot of people, you can really procrastinate over this, but you do, you do want to give it some thought before jumping in because it's quite costly to change in the future and a lot of effort. And so getting your name right at the beginning is quite important. So what you need to think about is, does the name clearly define what it is that you're going to do? um for, again for large businesses like apple and things like that obviously their name doesn't but when you're starting out a small local business it's going to be quite important that your name is clearly representing what what it is that you're going to do when creating the name as well you also need to think about how how that is going to be presented in your marketing so when you're you don't want a name that's 30 characters long because it's going to make it very difficult to to put that into advertising and that takes me straight on to my fifth bit of advice which is about your logo for most your logo will become the face of your business so you can do logos yourself and you can do logos fairly cheaply but it's probably going to be with you for the next 10 20 years so it's certainly worth spending some time speaking with somebody that is a professional in making logos and really making it exactly what you want to portray you need it to be enough to to stand out and and be noticed and something that can be associated with you. So really think about the the design of the logo because it's going to more than likely be on your workwear, it's going to be on your van, it's going to be on your business cards, it's going to be on your website, it's going to be everywhere. It's going to follow you around. So making sure that that is presented nicely, professionally, um, and clearly is very, very key. So just quickly, uh, we started off with, the, with number one, which was the market research. Then we looked at number two, which is looking at what sort of business structure that you're going to, to house your business in. Then we looked at number three, which was creating a plan. And like I said, you do not need to overthink it. A, a short plan is better than no plan at all. Then number four was choosing your business name. And number five was creating your logo. That leads us to number six, which um, twenty years ago wouldn't even, wouldn't have even been on the list. But nowadays, you're going to need a domain name for your for your, for a website. In in modern modern business, you, you have to have a website. So getting that red, that name domain name registered and a website built is one is a core fundamental of starting a business nowadays. Again, it's it, it becomes a face of your business. So you can do it yourself if you've got some technical knowledge. There's lots of products out there, like um, there, there, there's one, two domain, and and lo- loads of others that let you build a lo- uh, build a website. But if you've got a little bit of a budget, you may find it more beneficial to em- employ somebody to come in and build that website for you. Mainly on a time saving basis, because building a website can be time, very time focused so if you 're busy and you want to get get out there and, and be doing the work, then getting someone in to build your website will definitely be worthwhile and that leads us to number seven, which for me is is the most important and one of the things that when I first hired in business, I had no No idea about it, and that is making sure your finances are in order. What I mean by that is from day one, you want to have a list of your overheads, you want to have a list of everything that comes in and out. And thankfully, you know, the modern world lets us have software now that you can do this all from your phone, you can have it directly linked to your accountant, so they've got a live visual representation of your business getting that set up at the beginning is is very very important and once you get one year two year three years down the line if you haven't done that you're going to start having problems with knowing what 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 money's yours what tax is owed what's due to who so having something like a zero or a cash flow um or sage whichever one it is you go for it have it all set up from the beginning so every so it becomes just an, a, an, uh, a habit that every time you spend something, it's logged on. Every time you receive money, it's, it, it's logged on to the system. So you're never in a position where you don't know how much you owe, how much you owe to who, what tax is due, because the software calculates it all for you. And you don't want to be one of these guys that run down to the accountant in January with a big bag of receipts and a big bag of... Um, invoices and say right mr accountant or mrs accountant tell me tell me what i owe and then having to struggle and find money and put yourself under pressure you don't need to do that anymore it's the software makes it so so simple most of them are, are like 20 quid a month which are very very small amount of money compared to what what time and effort and pressure it releases from you so yeah so they're they're my sort of seven fundamental tips to to getting started in business like i said at the beginning even if you are in business some of this you may not have already done or you may not have looked at for a long time so go back in and, and, and Imagine you're starting out again and, and tick, it, tick, tick it off the list to see if there's stuff on this that can help you get your business more structured, more organized, and ultimately making your way. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I just wanted to pull it out there for anyone listening that I offer business coaching, but also life coaching. My life is centered around something called the freebies, which stands for body, business, and balance. When you work with me as a coach, we tackle all three aspects of life. So you as an individual, body, mindset, health, fitness, knowledge, Education. Business B obviously stands for your business, improving, maximizing opportunities, elevating, making more money. And balance stands for your for friends, family, loved ones, you know, making time for everything in your life. And the freebies is the core element to that. If you'd like to learn more, I would ask you to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might be consuming my information Um, Or you can email me directly at wayne at offthetools.co.uk. I'm here waiting to assist you to elevate across all aspects of life. Have a good one. No excuses. Let's go.